Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Body, Soul, and Spirit podcast. I am really excited today because we are doing a week's worth of mentorship. So people have come in from out of town and some are connected. And we are excited because we want to have people come in and just get a feel of the backstage of what we do on a weekly basis. And I think it's so crucial and vital what we're going to speak about today. And today's topic is how do I navigate these emotions that I'm feeling? How do I navigate the emotions? So there's five steps actually to navigate emotions in a healthy way. You know, when you think about your thoughts, when you think about things that you're thinking about, uh, thoughts, and we discussed that on our Sunday service. So get that, you know, watched, watch it, please. It's on our YouTube, but thoughts have a lot to do with a connection to our emotion. And so I'm going to give you tools on how to manage my feelings. How do I manage the hard feelings? How do I manage the feelings that I feel during the holidays? Like sadness, like anxiety, like frustration. I don't know if you've ever felt angry recently, or maybe fear rises, or maybe grief starts to rise again, and you thought you were over something, but then all of a sudden you're triggered in these holidays. And so we want to start to establish a healthy relationship with our emotions. Write that down. So we want to establish a healthy relationship with our emotions. And we want to establish a healthy relationship with the parts of us that get very triggered during the holidays. What triggers us during the holidays? You know, I said it on Sunday and it was quite funny for everybody, but it's true. You walk into a store, it's supposed to feel like the most wonderful time of the year. But truly, if we got honest with ourselves, there are certain things about us that get triggered. And I want you to start learning the soul part of you. How do I have a healthy relationship with my emotions? So during the holidays, you'll see that it evokes, right? We tend to evoke certain relationships, different emotions start to be evoked and we start to have an unhealthy relationship with our emotions. So this is really an opportunity for us to grow emotionally. That is my goal for each of my listeners. I want you to learn to have a healthy relationship with your emotions, grow emotionally, mature emotionally. So this is what we right as psychologists, we call emotional in intelligence. We call it emotional intelligence. You know, what does that mean? Emotional intelligence means that I don't stuff my emotions. I don't hide them, nor do I criticize my emotions, but I'm learning to tolerate them in a very healthy way. I allow my emotions. Emotional intelligence is I allow my emotions to inform me. I allow my emotions to help me make decisions in a better way. I don't stuff them, but I allow emotional intelligence, meaning I don't stuff, I don't criticize, I don't, um, I don't ignore, but I tolerate the emotions and I allow them to inform me so that I can do better at speaking up. A lot of times we don't know how to speak up because we're stuffing emotions. We don't know what to do with them. And now I can, when I have emotional intelligence, now I can take charge of my life. Now I can lead myself in a healthy way, in a wise way. And I give myself care and I give myself need. And that is the journey to emotional maturity. 
And I think that that is so empowering for us because sometimes, okay, we have these emotions. What do I do with them? So write the following thing down. When you have um, an emo, right, this emotion, right, and you start to deal with it in a healthy way and you take care of your spirit in a healthy way, it starts to spill out to everybody. Okay, so, so please keep that in mind. When I know emotional intelligence, when I know what to do with these emotions, when I know what to do with these thoughts, and I deal with it in a healthy way, and I deal with my spirit in a healthy way, believe it or not, but this is a help to everybody around you, because now I start to have healthy relationships with those that are around me. I start to have a healthy relationship with myself. And I start to have a relationship if you are spiritual, because I know some of my listeners maybe are not on that journey yet, but you start to have even a great relationship with God and you start to enjoy this relationship. You actually start to enjoy your relationship with you. But the first thing I want to say before I give you any step, there are five steps to navigate your emotions so that you get on a journey to mature your emotions. Yes, it's possible to mature emotionally. But the first thing I'm going to say to you What does emotional maturity mean? Emotional intelligence. It doesn't mean I stop. It doesn't mean I ignore. The first thing I need to tell you before I give you the first step is number one, your emotions are not bad and they are not good. Okay? So oftentimes we have identified emotions as these are bad emotions and these are good emotions. You know, bad, bad, bad. And we're so cruel to the bad ones. And we look at the bad ones in terms of categorizing it. And we look at it as something really bad. And we look at it as something very good. Like when you think about your emotions, right? In the last month, you probably have categorized it. Oh my God, this is anxiety. This is fear. I shouldn't feel like that. This is wrong. Oh my gosh. So what we're doing is we're categorizing the emotions and it's not leading us to maturity. It's not leading us to emotional intelligence. So we don't know what to do with it. And then if we are those that serve God, right? Because uh, some of my audience, you know, keep in mind, they, they don't maybe have a spiritual life uh, that's been activated by God, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so oftentimes when we do have that relationship with God, we think it's bad. We're not supposed to feel that. We're not supposed to feel those emotions, but keep in mind, you are human and God would never give us those emotions if we weren't supposed to feel them. So number one, there are no bad emotions and good emotions. Write the following thing down if you can. Emotions are cues. They're cues that your body sends you. Okay. They're important because they give you hints. They help you understand how you are. They help you understand um, how you are, where you are, and they also help you respond to your environment. They help you respond to what's going on around you. In other words, emotions, number one, they're not good, they're not bad, they're signals, they're cues, right? And they activate, believe it or not, but your nervous system. So we talked about the body, we just got done exercising. Your body is telling you something And these emotions are cues. And every emotion that you feel, like let's say anxiety, it actually starts to activate your nervous system. So now you're in fight or flight. Your body is actually feeling the nervous system, the circulatory system. And so these emotions are cues. And now they help me understand where I'm at 
and how to deal with it in a healthy way. Example, let's talk about some emotions that maybe we might feel. Stress. You might be stressed out. And if we look at emotions in terms of they're bad, then we maybe look at it in a negative context and we're going, this is wrong. It's bad. It's bad. I'm anxious. You know, anxiety is not from God. You know, I shouldn't be anxious. And so we try to talk ourselves out of it. We try to talk ourselves out of a guilt trip. We try to talk ourselves out of it. And what you're doing um, is it's not leading us to emotional maturity or we try to numb it. You know, when you think about going into a doctor's office, you know, you try to numb it. You try to just go, hey, give me, give me some numbing medicine. You know, you're about to have a baby. You know, it's like put the epidural on because we have been exposed to an environment that makes us run from pain. But when you start to have a healthy relationship with pain, it allows you to grow. It allows you to mature. It allows you to deal with the soul in a healthy way. I'm not numbing it. I'm not bypassing it, but I'm paying attention. So it's important, write the following thing down. Pay attention, pay attention. As you pay attention to your emotions, you start to get healthy. As you pay attention to your emotions, you learn to make wise decisions, okay? So pay attention, don't silence them. Silencing them is not gonna necessarily make them go away. Jesus is a perfect epitome of this. For those of you that have a relationship with him, he had a full range of emotions. He didn't stuff, he didn't numb, he felt it. Okay, so what emotions are, they're cues and they're signals. I mean, please keep that in mind. They're not bad ones and good ones. They're signals and they tell us information, right? And so we have to attune to ourselves. I want you to start to get to know you, attune to yourself. And the goal is to feel, not to allow the emotion to take over you, but to feel it. Because whenever, please note, whenever you ignore an emotion, whenever you try to ignore something that you're feeling, especially during the holidays, all you're doing is heightening the emotion. All you're doing is, it's gonna get bigger. It's not going to go away. So as we become more and more aware right, of our emotions, they can become our best friends. And that's not to say that you're going to keep it and let it rule you. I'm going to give you an example of how to navigate them. But this leads to a better relationship with you. It leads to a better relationship with God, and it leads to a better relationship with other people. So the first step in navigating emotions, okay? So we made the first point. The first point is what? Emotions are not bad and good. They are cues and they are signals to getting to know ourselves. But the first step in how do I navigate this, um, how am I going to navigate this emotion? Number one is we must focus on the emotion. Focus on what you're feeling. Focus on that emotion, okay? This sounds very counterintuitive, meaning it's like, what? You want me to focus on a negative emotion? That would probably be our first thought. It's like, how are you asking me to focus on something so negative? And especially if it's an, an emotion that, you know, shouldn't rule us, okay? But I want you to think about a microscope and, a, you know, or, yeah, a microscope. And whenever we take a microscope, we put maybe... You know, those of you that like took chemistry or biology, typically we look under a microscope because we can see it better. 
and we're focused on it, right? So you focus a microscope, focuses on that one particular, eye, uh, whatever it is that you're looking up under a microscope. And you see it better, don't you? Through a microscope. So when you do that, what you do with the emotion, when I focus, wait, what am I feeling? Anxious. Wait, what am I feeling? I feel sad. Wait, what am I feeling? I feel angry. And so the first thing that you do to navigate these emotions is I want you to focus on it. What? Yes, focus on it. Because the first thing, what causes you to, or what, what is being um, done when you focus on it is you distance yourself from it. So now you're looking at it in terms of a microscope. This is called differentiation. Differentiation. You're di di there's, you're now separating yourself from that emotion. Instead of feeling angry, right? Instead of feeling on the anger, you're just set on the anger. When you focus on the anger, you now separate, differentiate, and you say things like this, what is this about? Why am I angry? Right? So you get a distance from it. I need you to focus on that emotion. Why have you been sad? What That allows you to look from a distance now. And this is healthy because now you're looking at it from a distance. You're separating it. It's in front of you, right? So when you, I want you to even take it further, not just focus on it, but is there an image that, that you have? What image comes to mind when you focus on it? Do like a body scan with it, you know? I feel so worried. I'm scared. Focus on what you are feeling. What, what, why are you asking me to do that? Because that leads you to a lot of curiosity. Why am I feeling that? Now, let me ask you this. Write it down. How familiar is it to you, that emotion? Has that feeling been there a long time? Does it come up every December? Has that emotion, how long has it been there? When did it start and why did it start? What triggers that emotion? Okay. And what is happening as you focus in on it, this gives us a more control of our emotions, right? Versus the other way around where we are being controlled by the emotion. So I want you to think in terms of, okay, get curious on it. Why do I feel like that? So it leads us to something. It leads us to become almost a parent of ourselves. Think of a really wise parent. Many of us maybe didn't have that, but a really wise parent that now sits and starts to parent that emotion. And when you start to have wisdom, right, towards that emotion, it leads you in a really healthy way. And so this is creating a healthy distance. And when you focus, you have a healthy distance with it and it'll help you manage it better. It'll help you lead yourself better as opposed to the emotion leading you. Oftentimes the emotion is leading us. Oftentimes the emotion is controlling us. And so when you focus on it, the first thing that happens is now you distance yourself from it and you ask with curiosity, why do I feel like this? Now in the holidays, let's talk about some of those emotions that we're feeling. Sadness can creep up. Discouragement can creep up, right? All of a sudden, uh, you start thinking in terms and feeling in terms of what didn't happen for you, who didn't do what for you, where you're at at this point. Why am I only this far? I feel like a failure, right? So what you're doing when you separate yourself, you're focused on it, you separate yourself from it, you're looking at it like in a microscope, under a microscope, you're differentiating that emotion. And it allows, what is it doing? It's leading you to gain control of that emotion. 
Now write the following down if you can. If you can, if not, listen and, and, and please remember this. This is allowing you to speak on behalf of that emotion in a very constructive way as opposed to you speaking from the emotion. I'm going to say it again. This is allowing me to speak on behalf of the emotion. I'm speaking in behalf of it in a constructive way, in a wise way, as opposed to speaking from the emotion. I'll give you an example. In other words, I'm speaking on behalf of the emotion versus speaking from the emotion. Example, when you are aware that you are getting angry or that you feel angry, most of us speak from the emotion when we do not focus on the emotion. We just feel it. We don't know what to do with it. Instead of when you focus on the emotion, hey, I'm angry. You just separated it. And most of us, what we do is when we feel that anger, we speak from the emotion. Well, you know what? Have it your way. I'm just sick of it. I'm not da, da, da. And you speak from the anger versus you speaking on behalf of the anger. Look at the difference. Number one, if I'm angry, I can speak from the anger. I, I, I'm just so sick of it. I don't know why all this. So you're blowing up. You're feeling the anger and you're speaking from that anger versus speaking on behalf of it. Watch. What does speaking on behalf of the anger look like? I'm angry. I'm getting angry. I'm, I, I just feel like this anger rising up within me. And you start to have more of a constructive conversation. You know what? I need to walk away from this because I'm getting really angry and I need to go and calm myself down. So I'm going to take a 10, maybe 20 minute calm so I can have a more constructive conversation because this conversation is not going to go well. If I stay in this conversation, I need to walk away from it for a little bit. Give me some time because the anger is really overwhelming me. Do you see the difference? You don't, you didn't speak from the anger. You spoke on behalf of it. And that now starts to build healthy relationships with your kids. It starts to build healthy relationships with others, your spouse, your friends, people, right? So what you're doing now by doing that is you are taking control of that emotion. Hey, I'm noticing I'm getting angry, but now you're saying it from a place of calm. You're saying it from a place that now you are in control. It's not controlling you. It's not governing you. It's not overwhelming you. Notice I didn't ignore it. I feel the anger, but now I'm speaking on behalf of it and I'm not speaking from it. Hey, I'm getting really, really angry right now. You know what? It'd be best if I walk away from this because what I'm going to do is I'm going to say something that I shouldn't say. That I'm going to regret it. So I'm going to walk away and I'll come back because this is not going to be a constructive conversation. So what you're doing now, you're speaking on behalf of it. Let's think about sadness, right? So what happens with sadness? That's another one that hits us all, right, during the holidays. It, well, most. But when you feel sad, what typically we do is we speak and do things from sadness. What do I mean by that? We sink into our sadness. You feel the sadness and then you sink into it. And then those around you don't know how to help us because they don't know that you're sad, you know? And, and, and somebody might ask you like, oh, what do you want to do today? You know, or where would you like to go eat? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. And we're sad and we're speaking and we're letting it govern us as opposed to speaking on behalf of it. 
watch. This is the difference. If I'm sad and if somebody wants to maybe do something nice for me, right? They, what do you want to go? You want to go eat? Do you want to do something? I don't know. It doesn't matter, you know, because we're sad versus I'm feeling sad right now. I'm feeling down and I feel so discouraged. I don't know quite yet why I feel this way, but you know, it's hard for me to even make plans. It's hard for me to tell you what I even want. Can you help me? Now those around you know what you feel. Now those around you can help you. It's an invitation. I'm inviting you. Maybe the person next to you didn't know how to help you. Maybe the spouse didn't know how to help you. Now help comes, support comes around you. So in other words, in that feeling, right, you're either in that feeling or you're sad and you're letting it sink into you and you're sinking into it. And now you're thinking sad thoughts and nobody, boo, I'm so lonely. I'm so sad. You're sinking into the sadness versus speaking from it. Oh, wow. I'm sad today. What on earth is going on? When I say it, I've just put it up under a microscope. I just separated myself from it. I own it. That's differentiating your emotions. That's healthy. And so when you differentiate those emotions, you remind yourself that this is just a fraction of you. This is so important what I'm going to tell you. Because many times we start to think of ourselves in a very negative way. And so you need to know that you that is not your whole story. That you're sad right now, but that doesn't mean your sadness. That maybe you feel angry, but that's not your entire story. That's just a fraction of you. That's a part of you. That's a part of you that feels sad. For whatever reason, go on that journey. I feel sad, but that doesn't mean that's all of you. And what it's doing is it's giving you now this healthy view of you. That this is only a part of you. It's a fraction of you. It's not your whole story. Have you noticed when you feel sad, you feel like it's your whole story. And then the emotion, you sink into it. And you think this is your life. But it's not. It's just a fraction of you. It's just a part of you. It's a, a little portion of you. Have you noticed that when you're anxious, you made your whole life anxiousness? And now you're scared and you're worried because you haven't differentiated the emotions. And so this is giving you now a distance. So I don't speak and let it sink into me. I don't speak, you know, from that place, but rather I speak, uh, you know, on behalf of that place. Does, do you understand it? But have you ever noticed that oftentimes we make it our entire story? We become anger and now we're down about ourselves. And now we think we're just terrible because how dare I feel this bad emotion? Have you noticed that we do that? You guys can say yes. I know that we're, we're recording, but it's so important because this is building a really healthy you and it's building a part of you that, that God made you. You forget you're human. Don't we forget we're human, that we're going to have these emotions. So this builds a healthy way of communication, even with those around us. People are not mind readers. They don't know that we're sad. They don't know that we're anxious. They don't know that we're depressed. But notice how we speak from it. You know, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I'm fine. You know, and, and no, you're not. And we don't know how to communicate that. But as you speak now from it, hey, I'm sad. Hey, something's going on. And if you communicate, I guarantee you, those around you are not, are not going to, if they're healthy relationships, <laughs> if they're not healthy and they walk away from you, maybe they're not very healthy relationships. But I guarantee you that those that love you, that are healthy relationships around you would say, oh man, you're sad. Why are you sad? I'm not sure. You know, I'm going down that journey today. I'm really sad today. I'm just like not my best. You know, I bet you they will give you room for 
hey, I'm here if you need me. You know, that's a healthy person, you know, to be around because this is, this is called emotional health and that's important. Let me give you one more step on this podcast. I know we went over a little bit, but that's okay. The second step, is, and they both go hand in hand. So I need to give you the second step of how to navigate your emotions. So number one, you need to focus on it. Focus. Know that it's not bad. It's not good. This is going to probably surprise you. But number two, to navigate your emotions, befriend it. Befriend it. Focus on it and befriend it. What do I mean by that? Befriend it. Don't shame yourself for feeling that. Because now when I focus on it, I don't shame myself. Now I'm able to befriend it. I welcome it. I don't ridicule myself. And this is very radical. This takes a lot of maturity. But this, guys, is the essence of transformation. Did you know that this is key to your transformation? Did you know that this, what I'm teaching you today, is releasing healing and it's releasing maturity emotionally? So you focus on it and then you befriend it. And did you know that by befriending that emotion that you would typically call bad or negative, did you know that you are honoring God by doing it? You are honoring God because God has given us those emotions. We are honoring God. We are letting God help us navigate through life. And what we're doing is we are literally surrendering to a truth that he has given us, you know, that, that he created us that with all these emotions. And we could say something healthy like this. This is befriending an emotion. Hey, I'm really anxious. I wish I wasn't, but I am. Hey, I'm really sad. I wish I wasn't, but I am. I'm really sad. And did you know that that's the gospel of Jesus? Because I don't hate that part of me. When you befriend an emotion, is you're not hating that part of you. I welcome it. That there's a reason why I'm feeling like this. And it demands compassion to be extended towards me. And this is so deep and so transformative in your life as you journey it. This is you becoming emotionally stable, healthy, right? It's not saying, you know, I'm going to go act out on this anger. How dare you? No, see, you're speaking from anger instead of on behalf of anger. This is emotional health. How many people have felt anger and then they go lash out? They go act it out. See, you're letting the emotion control you versus you befriending it. I am really ticked off. I really want to go slap somebody. I want to go hit somebody so bad, but I'm not going to. I wish I wasn't, but I'm angry. And so what you're doing is you're extending compassion and the compassion of Jesus towards yourself. And that's the part of you that you may not like. That's a part of you. We all have that part of us, right? That we don't like, that we wish wasn't there. But this is the part of you that needs extra care. This is a part of you that needs extra attention. This is a part of you that maybe the inner critic is rising. You're beating yourself up and you're comparing yourself. Oh, I would, you know, but you can't do that. You're human. This is the part of you that hasn't received love. This is the part of you that has not received compassion. Notice that part of you that is broken. Notice that part of you that is feeling those emotions. That's a part of you that has probably received the less love, attention, care, and compassion. This is a part of you that maybe the world despises. This is a part of you that your family probably says, oh, I can't stand that about you. This is a part of you that the world has betrayed, betrayed you for. 
This is the part of you that says, you know, uh, to yourself, I wish I wasn't like that. You know, I, that's the reason what causes all the problems. That's the part of me I hate. That's the part of me. You're the reason why, you know, all these problems rise. You're the reason why I can't keep friends. You're the reason why I have all these problems. And notice this is the part of you that's causing a lot of greed that you don't like. But that's the part of you that has the least love. That's the part of you that has the least uh, compassion. So instead of self-condemnation, why don't you welcome it? Why don't you befriend it? Why don't you be hospitable towards it? You know, I'm not going to let you take over anymore. But I recognize that you need a lot of love. Let me ask you a question. Nobody, unless this is just wickedness in the heart. But most people, if somebody went up to you and said, you know what? I'm going through a lot. I'm broken. I need help. Most of us would embrace that individual and probably would extend love, right? And compassion towards that. Well, just like you do to that person, you need to do it to the part of you that is feeling that, that, that emotion that's negative, that emotion that you think in your mind is bad. That's a part of you that probably doesn't have enough love. That's a part of you that has the least compassion. So that's a part of you that you need to befriend and say, hey, I'm gonna care for you. I'm going to pour love in that area in your life, you know? And yeah, you're talking to yourself from a place of, you know, second person. That's the different parts of you that require, right? Uh, a lot of care, you know, maybe somebody really, really hurt you and you've been through a lot of hurt in your life and it demands a lot of attention there. You know, you've been through a lot, but this is part of your acceptance. And so I don't want you, if you're going to get on this journey to navigating emotions in a healthy way, number one, come on, you're good students. What's the first thing? You focus on it. Focus on it. That separates it. This is not bad. This is not good. Focus on it. Number two, I'm going to befriend it. I'm not going to resist it. It's a part of me that demands a lot of love. It's a part of me that, you know, I need to start valuing because it's a part of me that shows up. And I need to give it a lot of care. And it's a part of me that has been unseen, unheard. It's a part of me that, you know, I need to soften. I need to start softening that part of me. Something's going on there. Okay. So that's what it means to get on this journey to emotional health. How do you journey it? Number one, focus on it. This doesn't mean you let it overtake you. This doesn't mean that by focusing on it, now I'm just going to, yeah, I'm angry. I mean, you tell everybody and their mother, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm, I'm angry. That's not focus. It's, it's you going on a curiosity journey. Where is it? How long has it been there? Does it show up every November, October? Have I had this for a while? Is it before that situation? Where has it come from? How long has it been there? Get really curious on it. And then number two, extreme, extreme friendship towards it. Sit with it. Like if you were to sit in a table with somebody who needs your help, sit with yourself, sit on that table, invite God to that place and say, God, you're going to have to sit with this part of me. This is just a fraction of me, but it really needs a lot of help and it needs a lot of love and it needs a lot of compassion because it's there for a long time. I've been sad a long time. I've been angry a long time. And that's the part of me that's going to require the most love and the most attention. So, so glad, glad to be with you guys on this podcast. Let's journey together. I'll give you guys the next steps on how to journey these emotions in the next podcast. Thank you for listening, guys.